it was so cold there. <laughs> and those, those small elves were so mean. <sighs> oh, where, where am I now? Oh. That's an amazing castle. I wonder who's in there. Hi, my name is Siv, and you're listening to Interventional. And today I'm here with Samuel. How are you? Oh, I'm good, but please just call me Havoc. Havoc? Are you sure? Yeah. So why Havoc? If you don't mind me asking. Um, well, when I was younger, um... I ran away from home, and my father gave me the name Havoc, and it's just what I've been called since. Prefer it now. Was it, like, more of a taunt, or...? Um, in a way, yes. He wanted me to marry someone that I didn't necessarily want to marry, so I fled, and to him, I was causing a havoc, so he gave me the name Havoc, and I just accepted it to put it back in his face. Can you tell us a little bit about your history? About what it was like growing up? Um, well, after I ran away, I joined my country's um, military, and I was actually expedited through because um, I helped uncover a spy. Um, turned out not to be a spy. It's just the general didn't like that his son was having a gay relationship with the man. That was fun. And then I just sort of worked my way through the military. Um, I didn't really see my family much. So before running away, what was it like living in the house that you lived in? Oh, it was well. Um, would go to parties, host parties. Father was well known for being one of the more higher ups in our town. So by parties, have you guys ever gone to like, oh, what are the things called? They're like giant parties in the street. I want to say like, the festivals? Yeah. Um, there's actually one festival we would have that our town particularly would have, because um, honestly, I don't know why. It was just like a once every six month thing. They would throw a big festival. I guess it was just a way to flaunt money. Oh, did you grow up as a nobleman? Oh, um, yeah, at least until I was 15 and ran away. So, okay. So that must have been pretty great growing up a little bit richer. Yeah, uh, it it. It has its perks, but it's not as great as everyone thinks it is, because you have to compose yourself a certain way. You have to have a very specific manner, and you have to be careful with what you say to certain people. It's rather annoying, actually. So you ran away after a certain amount of time, mm -hmm. and you're not currently traveling with anyone. Did you ever travel with anyone throughout your journey, or...? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, my friends, Zatari Linareth, she's probably one of my closest friends. And then there's Ash Daxon, also very close. He's my spy general now. Okay. Um, and for those of you that are just listening and don't know, you're actually 
a king. Yes. So you went from nobility to your own military and adventuring, and then you became king, right? Correct. So how does it feel to be a king? Well, I didn't necessarily want to be a king in the first place. Um, I felt that there were there had to have been someone better suited than me. I knew nothing about ruling a kingdom, an army, sure, but not not being king. There's so much responsibility there. I could imagine so. You have to make sure the people that are under you are perfectly fine, and even the smallest citizen mm-hmm. is healthy and safe. Yep. So that that would probably be a lot of stress on anybody. Definitely. Especially the circumstances of me becoming a king weren't favorable, I guess. Our capital had just had a demon invasion and killed a lot of the other higher-ups. And at the end of it, found out our current queen that we had was a traitor, a puppet. They fled. So... If the capital is attacked by a demon, you have wings. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, and horns. How is how is that taken? Um, well, so I used to have bat wings, and then a god blessed me and they became angel wings. I don't know. No one no one really like questioned it or blamed me for the demons, um, which was good. Um, yeah, that would sound pretty fantastic, but how why did a god bless you and grant you angel wings instead of your bat ones? Um, because I guess we had gained his favor because he said that we were fighters. He was the god that represented humanity and that we were constantly fighting for what was right and doing what we believed was right. No matter the circumstances, he gave us favors and mine just happened to be bat, well, not bat wings, angel wings. Wow. I I've actually never met any tieflings with any wings. I think you're probably the first. Really? Yeah. At, at first, I thought they were just like some kind of fancy cape, but <laughs> they're wing wings, right? Yeah. They're like a tap. Fully operable. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no. From every other world and dimension that I have ever been to, it's like tieflings will come in different colors and different types of horns and everything like that but i've never seen one with wings yeah even here it's it's not that common um but it happens i guess depends on how strong your um demonic blood runs in you i guess sometimes here just if you happen to have higher levels in your like you're further closer to your demonic ancestor you are like the more demonic traits you have that show up Interesting. You're you're the very first one that I've ever seen with wings. So I just I I had to point it out. Like I know the listeners that are gonna be hearing this can't see you at all, but I just have to tell you, those are magnificent and beautiful wings. I didn't even think they were operable. Oh yeah, absolutely. Took a while to get used to them because <laughs> they they were actually they were actually small at first, like they they were only like 10 feet like in total width but now they're like 30 some odd feet wide and oh my goodness i knocked up for so much stuff oh my yeah no <laughs> i don't think i could ever handle having wings or anything but could you tell us a little bit about your world i've 
I've never been here. Sure. Um, so my country's named Alamaria. Um, we are well known for um, a very specific type of weapon that we have. They look like medallions, like big like coins. And we can, it's, it's really hard to explain. Um, so you just kind of put your soul through it and it summons a weapon out of it. And mine in particular looks like a lance. And every single person's medallion that has one is absolutely different and unique to each person. So even though it's passed down from the family, the weapon will can be completely different. Mm-hmm. It can look a little similar to like, um, like my father's, um, appeared more as dust. His his is interesting. It's like explosive dust. And I was able to combine it with my own medallion. And now my medallion has that like explosive dust that like when I summon it, you can see like the dust like swirling around it. And that's what's hanging around your neck right now, correct? Oh no, this one's actually um, just the family medallion. It just signifies that I'm the leader of my family. Okay, interesting. So you've gone on your adventures throughout this entire world, right? Mm-hmm. And you've gone with party members. Mm-hmm. Did you have any uh, um, favorite party members that you kind of liked more over the other? Or? I, I think it fluctuated a bit over the years, honestly. Um, I, I met my friends actually in the military. We went through military school together. And then it was Zatari, Lore and Ash, and Ash loved um, getting us in trouble, so I really didn't like him very much. Oh, (laughs) I would assume so. Yeah, so me and Zatari got on well, but then um, Lore left us, and we gained Lyre, and I guess it was somewhere around after we dealt with the witches that I guess it'd been Zatari that sort of started becoming my favorite less, and it was more Ash. There was a lot of drama back then, honestly. Um, but now we're all on pretty even terms. What are what were the witches? What witches? So there were there were some witches that were basically criminals, and they just really didn't like our country they didn't like how we were running things and they were always kind of like a thorn in the countryside and i met my husband leonis um in a town and he was in trouble with the witches and me and my friends we helped him get out of this but as a result the witches kind of flared up and retaliated and attacked us back and started being more aggressive with what they were doing. That might have been just absolutely terrifying. Uh, absolutely. What size party do you normally, or did you normally adventure with? Um, Just me and three others. Just, it was just the three of you? Yeah. Oh. Well, four total. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone's missing in that calculation, but it, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just the four of you. Yeah. I mean... Occasionally, there were times where we would meet up with, um, like, the military, Um, but otherwise, it was just us. Hi! 
It's me, Siv. I wanted to take a quick little break or intermission or whatever you call it on your world and let you guys know if you want an interview as well, you guys can shoot me a message at interdimensional.podcast at gmail.com and we could set up an interview. All you would have to do is tell me a little bit about yourself, a little bit about the place that you come from, and we could have your story be told and let everybody hear it across the dimensions. So, if you want that, just shoot me a message. I'm not really sure if it can be flown by bird. I've never had that before. Just the email thingy. Um, but yeah, let's get back to the podcast. So, what sort of accomplishments did you guys get? What What's the proudest accomplishment you guys have ever done? Oh, um, so... I believe it was um, after we dealt with the witches, actually. Um, the head witch's name, her name was Queen Mab. And she had decided she was going to awaken these massive creatures that live throughout the land called Titans. And like to put it in perspective, um, one of them is uh, is our biggest mountain that we have in the country is one of these titans and she awoke in it and this that particular titan was known for having in the past destroyed a bunch of cities and towns and killed several people and she was trying to awaken it to harness its power to use for herself and we managed to stop her and then we managed to get the titan to go back to sleep and slumber and as a result, we were um, named our country's heroes, given fancy medallions, and I was promoted in the military. Wow. That does sound like a grand achievement. Mm-hmm. Well, since it's just, it was just the four of you, I know a lot of adventuring groups have a hard time just doing their job and saving people. And I know this is a little tough, um, but did you, did you guys ever have any horrible failures or just massive losses? Um, yes. So after when I was an admiral, we were dealing with, um, at first we thought they were just bandits. Um, we didn't really have a name for them. They were just, I don't know, the bandits. But... They were led by a man named Anoki, and a series of unfortunate events, we managed to find him, and one of my party members, Zatari, she was starting to like support him and align her beliefs with his, because oh. um, he believed that our medallions brought too much power to the military, and that the people should be able to be using those medallions or just to not have them at all whatsoever. And she was agreeing with him with that. And we at one point got visions and she had a vision that I would lead an army to destroy her home and the people that she cared about. And so we found Anoki and Ash, our assassin, went to assassinate Anoki, and at the last second, 
after he had stabbed him, Zatari healed Anoki. And of course, we were all, look, they, they attack us and we don't have weapons. And so we had to flee from there. And she, Zatari, ran away. And my, my commander ordered me to go after her with an army because he was asking what happened and I explained the situation. And we got there to her home. Oh. And I turned on my men because there was no other way for me to stop them. Yeah. And unfortunately, I just turned on my men and killed my army. And I was labeled traitor, obviously. And we ran off. And stayed in hiding for a bit. <laughs> I, I would imagine. What, what was it like being labeled as a traitor throughout your own country? Um, terrifying. Um... We, shortly after we went to her home and found out that Anoki was actually her brother, which was interesting, and we kind of sat down and talked to him about things that were going on, and along the way, Ash sent a letter out saying that we had found Anoki, and the army returned and it was it was so strange they they basically thanked us for aiding them and capturing him and told us that we would have our positions back and he would be executed and it was just it happened so fast like it was only a matter of it had to have been maybe a week most that all of this happened and oh so I, I guess I didn't really have time to be scared because we were just constantly moving and dealing with one thing after another. Yeah, that, I mean, I've met people that have been labeled a traitor or have been banished and have been living on their own, have been completely scared. And you had to live through that as well. Yes. Goodness. And now you're ruling the kingdom that branded you a traitor. Yeah. Ooh, a little bit, odd there. A bit odd. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> just, just when you bit. started adventuring in the beginning, was there any weapon that you first started out with? Um I I I really just used um, I had a dagger that I used for quite a while until I got my medallion, but really, I just stuck with my medallion. You're, you're a cla you're a hexblade, right? Yes. What is that? Um. So, basically, in my world, um, I devote myself to my weapon. Um. I can sort of summon it if it's somewhere else, if that makes sense. Um, 
So if I didn't have my medallion on me, I could actually summon my medallion to me and then use my weapon. But alternatively, I could also just not use my medallion and I could just summon um, kind of like an ethereal blade that I could use to fight with. Wow. So what made you go down this path of this is what your life is going to be? Or this is your the, your job that you're going to have? I I just really cared about the people in my life and I wanted nothing more than to protect them at all costs and that's sort of kind of what led me down this path I know the gear that you're wearing right now is I'm assuming more formality and of your highness your kingliness yeah <laughs> um, back when you're at adventuring and doing being in constant combat and fights like that. And I understand that you had your your medallion and your weapon like that, and you also had your ethereal one. Mm -hmm. is, is What was the gear you were wearing? What was that like? Um, I actually had a set of armor that I ended up inheriting from my father that had been his at one point. And I, I mostly wore that for quite a long time, actually, um, until the wings happened and that kind of made it a little impossible to deal with. Un understandable. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just it was just a set of armor. Um, there really wasn't anything too special about it, other than I had inherited it from my father. Nothing custom made or anything like that. <laughs> no, no, just kind of basic. Wasn't ever really one for standing out. That was that was Ash. You're king, and you didn't want to be king. Mm -hmm. But if you didn't have to become the king of this kingdom, what would you have done instead when you were done adventuring? Well, after. After the whole demon thing, I had planned on basically just retiring and just going and living at my family's estate with Leonis. Uh, that was that was basically it. It was just running the family. Did your father die? Yeah, a couple times. Oh, a couple times. Yeah, it's kind of odd. So one of the ways when we first were dealing with the witches, they retaliated by swooping in and basically killing my family. Oh. And then later, she resurrected them and used them to fight against us. And then, of course, we had to kill him again. So. And then, after that, one of... My friend's Ash had somehow found a scroll. I, not really a scroll, but it's easier to say it as a scroll. It was like a little box that could hold a magic spell in it. And it contained Wish. And he wished for everyone to be back alive. And so he came back to life again. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's very lucky. Yeah. The only time I've ever heard of somebody actually getting a gift or a wish is I don't I've had I've met a lot of people that have come in contact with a certain they say it's a deck 
of cards. Mm -hmm. And when you pull one, you have like something good can happen and something bad can happen. But apparently in there is a wish card. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Nope, wasn't one of those. It was just like just a small little box. And he opened it and used the spell. Do you remember what it was like to have that toll of you have to kill your family members? What what kind of toll it had on you? It was it was very hard. Um but the thing is, it was as though his their bodies were being controlled, but not their minds. So the entire time they were like at first I didn't want to at all whatsoever. I, I wanted to figure out a way to break the spell. But then my father was telling me that I had to kill him because of his abilities, he would be able to kill not just like single people, but he would be able to kill multiple people at once. Um, and it would have been more devastating. So he was basically the entire time begging me, telling me to kill him, which was absolutely horrid. But I eventually resigned myself and just accepted it. I knew I had to. Yeah, and that must have been hard, but at least they were able to come back. Yeah. You ran away from home. Was there a specific reason why? And do you still keep in contact with your father? Um, well, the reason why was because there was an arranged marriage and he wanted me to marry a woman. And I did not want to marry a woman. I didn't want to marry her in general. And I got in an argument with him over it because I wasn't attracted to women and ended up leaving. For a while, he wouldn't talk to me, just kept me at arm's length when I did see him. And then it was after he came back that we reconnected. We started talking again. It's a little odd, but... But at least it's a better relationship than you had before. Exactly. So how does how does he take it that you're king now? He's proud of me. That's what he keeps saying. Um. He he said several times that I'm a better man than him. And oh, yeah. So it's 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 good. Well, I ask this question to everybody that I interview. Um. But. I'm able to travel from different dimension to different dimension and from world to world. If you had the ability that I had, is there anything that you would look for? Um, I guess probably just a place that would be safe. Um, there's, there's been a lot in my life that has happened where it's put so many people's lives at risk and I I would look for some place safe where I could keep well not keep where I could either like take my family and loved ones with me or at least some sort of weapon or ability that I could do that would ensure their safety that would be nice wouldn't it it would be very nice just be able to find a place yeah. to protect everybody that you love. That'd be very relaxing. Mm -hmm. 
You won't have to worry so much and it'd be so much <laughs> yeah. off of your plate. Yes. Well, if you could also travel throughout your own timeline, is there anything that you would change? I wouldn't have killed my own army. <laughs> oh, how do you think that would have planned out? Um, I would have tried talking to my commander a bit more than I originally had. I wouldn't have fought him on his judgment on what he believed to be the right thing to do. Um, hopefully it could have stopped so many people from dying. Having to kill all of them, how has that affected you? Nightmares. <laughs> Constant nightmares. If, if you don't mind me asking, how long ago was that? Oh, probably 10, 12 years now. And you still have nightmares from it. They've not been as often and recurring as they once were, but I, I still have nightmares. I can still see them. Do you ever feel like you'll be able to get rid of that or feel relief from the from it? I, I would like to think so. I, I would really like to hope that one day I'll be able to feel better. I, I have reached out to their families, um, which I believe it's what's helped a bit. Some of them were okay with how things happened and others hate me, but it is what it is. Can't change it now. Sadly, nobody can change the past. Yeah. Even if you, and I've, I've noticed this from every place that I go, even if you try to change the past, you're basically just splitting it off. Mm -hmm. And from that point, it goes into a different dimension. Interesting. So it still happens. You just change what you do about it and how you see it. I see. Yeah. So it's like, if you go back, we'll change it. And then... You're just going to go back to the same future that you had. You're just changing the outcome for something else. Interesting. Because you're, you're not a part of that that world. I didn't know that. Huh. It, 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 all of the time travel and interdimensional stuff that I've done has been very confusing. I have met a man, I think, if I remember correctly, his name was like Father Time or something along that line. And he try to explain the entire race of timelines and all of the different timelines and different dimensions and everything like that. And I'm able to travel from those. And I still couldn't understand it fully. So <laughs> I'm basically I, going off. <laughs> I doubt I would. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically going off of what I can slightly explain into everybody else's terms on how they would might understand yeah. it. Well, in my in my brain, it's going about a thousand miles fast, and I'm just like, I can keep up with this. I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything that you would like to let the listeners know? Keep your loved ones close. Don't let visions of future events cloud your mind <laughs> that is very very good advice um well thank you so much for letting me interview you and you have such a lovely kingdom thank you 
I really hope that you do good as king, and I know you already are as well, because I've, I'm not going to lie, I took a little tiny tour around your kingdom already, and it's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. There's a lot of nice people here. There definitely are. You, you have a great kingdom, and I feel like you can make it even greater. Thank you. That means so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yes, thank you for coming. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I've learned a bit. I'm always here to teach. Well, sometimes. This is actually the first time I've ever been here, so I will always be 